This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with a great guest. She's a dancer, a tree lover, a historic mansion manager, and many other nouns, including my wife. It's Sarah Scrimshaw. <laughs> Hi, I'm happy to be here. Were you afraid that I was going to leave out a noun? There was a, a strange look on your face. Oh, no, I was, I was wondering which one was coming. And then I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not, oh, yeah, like I'd forgotten. Just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that whole marriage <laughs> thing after living together for all these years. Uh, I did some different nouns. As you know, having been a guest on the podcast many times, I like to list people's nouns mm-hmm. uh, at the top. Uh, sometimes I have to guess because it's only sometimes the guests are people I've met once or twice or maybe only met online. Yeah. I have met you more than online <laughs> and more than once or twice. That is true. How did you feel about that list of nouns? I liked them. I liked the inclusion of tree lover. <laughs> I think that was that might have been the last episode you did. I think so. Uh, that your your obsession with trees, mm-hmm. which is just a beautiful episode, <laughs> and made me think about trees a lot and make me take pictures of you with trees. Uh, we are doing this podcast mm-hmm. in a slightly different state of the world, which seems foolish to not acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to keep doing, uh, episodes of Obsessed, but it'll probably be you and I for a little while until it seems better, uh, until I feel more comfortable having different guests mm-hmm. come in. Yeah. 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 I was nodding in encouragement. Always okay. helpful on a podcast to nod. <laughs> <laughs> if you could make a noise, if you could say nod, 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 nod when you're nodding. Nodding, 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 nodding. <laughs> so, so everybody knows. I will do the same. <laughs> I will say nod, nod, nod. Uh, so we have plenty of different things to talk about. We have, we'll probably do some like uh, movie or television show reviews, uh, definitely have some obsessions of my own that we haven't fully cracked into. I'm sure some things might happen in the world that we're just obsessed with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was kind of racking my brain uh, for this one tonight that we're recording tonight for this week of what's something that is on people's minds that isn't just we're obsessed with the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I came up with is something that is on my mind a lot, uh, and I think something we both have experience with, mm-hmm. and that I am legitimately obsessed with, and that is working from home. <laughs> the theme of working from home. Uh, so let's just start with the basics. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll go back and forth. I want to know for you, what is your life experience with working from home? Yeah, so I have not had a ton of experience working from home because I have fallen into uh, jobs where I usually have to be there because I'm running a dance school or I'm running a venue or things like that. And uh, often, not currently, but in the past, I've had the job of unlocking and locking the building. So you kind of can't skip that one. Um, I did. And then you just have to stay there the whole day. You do. I mean, you're going <laughs> to unlock it at the beginning and lock it at the end. I mean, that's that's the goal usually. Yeah, because you have uh, you've worked from homes; they're just not yours. Exactly. The I James do J. work at <laughs> In the Greystone Mansion is yes. a home that you yes. work in right now. Yes, I do. Just <laughs> just not my home. Just not your home. Sadly. But I have worked at home for shorter periods of time, and had always thought in the way I think a lot of people who do have to do the commute and everything. They're like, oh, wouldn't that be nice to work at home? And I had just some kind of work from home gigs for a while when we first lived in Los Angeles. And I discovered that I was not very good at it. (laughs) Oh, we'll we'll definitely talk about that more. Mm -hmm. Did you, as a kid uh, or as a young adult, dream of it? Was it like the, 
oh, that would be the ideal to work from home. Did you ever feel or think that? No, I was not focused enough about the realities of work um, <laughs> and life to have that kind of forethought. Yeah. If I had, I maybe would have tried to do something that would allow for that. But yeah. no, I didn't really. I That wasn't the way I was thinking about work or well, life. Let me, yeah, as a kid, probably not. So I guess it, I, what I want to know is, as a kid, were you excited when you still had to do your homework but didn't have to be at school? Like when there was a snow day for a couple of days or when you were the kind of sick where you shouldn't be at school but you still got your homework brought home. Was that exciting to you of like, F yeah, I don't have to physically go there? Um, I don't remember not wanting to be at school. and But I did, you know, I would have times when I was sick because human uh, <laughs> uh but i don't feel like I, I think i enjoyed sick days too but it wasn't like oh i'm gonna play sick but i also don't know that on the days i was sick i really felt like doing like i didn't i don't think i did like extra homework on the days i was homesick or something okay but did you feel so, i guess what i'm getting at is did you feel the like relief of not having to go to the place or were mm. you excited to be there I think usually I was excited to be there. Okay. Unless there was something going on that I was not excited about, but that was more event specific. Okay. Now, I I was asking because I don't want to assume it's universal. A lot of people, I think, feel this way or make those jokes, but like I remember specific snow days. I remember the Justice League comic I read when I discovered it was a snow day because they were so rare and miraculous. And mm-hmm. I, most of my school, I enjoyed. There are definitely some parts I moved around a lot and some schools I was not super thrilled to go with, go to. But a, a day off or a day not even off, but a day where you don't physically have to go to the place mm-hmm. was always exciting for me. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe because I always wanted to be uh, some kind of artist from starting from, you know, teen years, I was aware that I didn't want to have to have a traditional job. Mm-hmm. That by the time I got to a place in life to be able to not have a traditional job and still have a ton of work to do, but just physically not have to go to the place every day was like dream come true for me. Yeah, you're very aware. I mean, I think for the record, I think I was thrilled like if I would get to, oh, if I get to stay home and read a book or watch TV or do something creative. I loved that part of it. Yeah. I just So, yes, when you say it that way, I think I did enjoy it. But I, I, that's really interesting that you, from an early age, actually thought, yeah, I want to do the other thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I was always thrilled to be able to stay home because I think I just liked being around my stuff. I liked being around my action figures. And Mm -hmm. we'll talk about this more. But I think there is that tantalizing, uh, not lie, that uh, your eyes are bigger than your stomach in terms of I can do all the home stuff and still do the work stuff mm-hmm. while I'm at home, you know? And I think that uh, that start, started with me at a young age mm-hmm. and continued into uh, still wrestling with today. <laughs> <laughs> so would you consider yourself, just so we have it clear for the podcast, Yeah, would you consider yourself obsessed with working from home? I would not. Okay. But that said, I do actually think about it a fair amount for somebody who... The last time I worked from home was five plus years ago, uh, and it's not really part of my 
my job reality. Yeah. So considering that, I do think about it a lot. Okay. So maybe ever so slightly obsessed with it. Do you you I know you are considerate about it. You think about it because you think about how it impacts me, which mm-hmm. I know because I'm your husband. Mm-hmm. Uh but do you think about it for yourself, not about having respect for the fact that the living room is my office? Oh, no, I totally think about it for myself also. Okay. And when you think about it, mm-hmm. is it like ooh I want to do that or is it more like ooh what would that be like I think it's more the latter like ooh what would that be like what's that alternate reality where I have a different job where that's possible or like ooh would I be able to do this and then that would work and it's it's much more in the brainstorming about alternate realities than it is I'm gonna make this work that my job could be from home because that is not a reality so it's more of a daydream yeah okay yeah and it's not like it's an active goal of mine Okay, so when you did have opportunities to work from home, which, mm-hmm. you know, you have a different in-between jobs and life change moments that you and I have had together, mm-hmm. was what was your reaction to it? Was it, this is awesome, or was it, this is fine for now? Uh, so I enjoyed it. It was it was really fun, but I was very much distracted by the, oh, okay, I'm going to work on this. <clears throat> the dishes really need to be washed. Okay, I'll wash <laughs> the dishes. Oh. It's time for lunch. I sh- I'm at home. I should take advantage of that. I'm going to make a lunch. All the little at-home tasks, I did not I – I didn't do it for very long. I think if this were what I needed to do or were doing, I would be like, oh, no, I'm going to work. And especially this was also contract work. So I had to get the project done. I didn't have to work from home but log in and say, yes, I'm here. Right. I think that would be a totally different experience where you're like, no, I'm going to work from, you know, eight to six every day. I just happen to be working at home instead of in an office. Yeah. I think that is a totally like, and I'm interacting with people. I think that is a totally different experience. Yeah. Um. So I, I do want to make that clarification that it was, I need to get this project done by the end of three weeks from now. And then it's really easy to be loosey-goosey about what you do at what times because there aren't the same constraints. Yeah, yeah. I think I blur that line. I definitely wanted to talk about that because when I think about working from home, Mm -hmm. it's because I work for myself and I work as a freelancer, Mm -hmm. which is way different than like, you know, we have friends who are software engineers who just telecommute and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, So we know people who like, as long as you get the work done on time, great. Or yeah, you actually have to be, you know, at your computer nine to five, but you're still working from home. Mm -hmm. Uh, And for me, a lot of my work from home experience is, yeah, there might be an external deadline uh, or sometimes it's just, this is stuff that I want to do. So I have to create an external deadline and all of that does have a different vibe. I think for me, one of my like big transitions going into when it was possible is uh, starting in basically college is when I started writing and performing. Mm-hmm. So if you think of college as a job, it was the place that I physically had to be there for classes. I had mm-hmm. work that I was supposed to do. But starting from college, starting from my, the beginning of my 20s, there was also, and I'm also pursuing the real thing I want to be doing. Mm, yeah. And then I had that for most of my working career, uh, working physically at places mm-hmm. where I'm trying to do all of the creative stuff that I want to do and then I have to physically go to the place. Yeah. So when I first started working from home, I had had that experience where 
you know, going back to college where maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I have to go classes and Tuesday and Thursday, I can do all my stuff. Or when I uh, worked at Kinko's a little bit more nine to five, it'd be like in the morning, I can real quick do this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, you get really efficient at here are the tasks that I have to do. If I get up at seven, I have to be at work at nine. Here are the tasks that I have to do to keep this whole other half of my life running. Mm-hmm. And when I first started working from home, I thought I would always be as productive for eight hours a day <laughs> as I was in that window of, you know, 90 minutes before I went to actual work. Mm-hmm. And that was like, for me, I think the biggest uh, uh, adapting that mm-hmm. I needed to do of realizing, oh, when you work, when you have a little bit of work to do at home that you have to pack into a compact thing. Because I remember thinking like so many times, like I would get up early and I would do like two hours of creative work. And that would be like the business side of shows, you know, the show business of like I'd email this person and I'd get this contract set up and then I'd write half this sketch and then it'd be time to go to work. And then I'd be like, if I didn't have to go to work, I could write five shows a day (laughs) (laughs) thinking that I could continue to work at that pace. So that was a big adjustment when I got to like, oh, but there is beautiful and as lucky as I am to be able to work from home, mm-hmm. there are these different sets of challenges and distractions that come with it. Yeah. Yeah. That was the sprint version. Yes. And working from home is not a sprint. I go on a marathon every day. Uh-huh. A slow, <laughs> slow marathon. Uh, you mentioned this a little bit, but I, I want to dig into it. There is this difference between working from home for a job mm-hmm. for a traditional job that somebody else is paying you to do this collection of tasks versus working for yourself or being freelancer. Yeah. What do you think is the biggest difference between those when it in terms of actually sitting at home and doing the work? Um, I mean, I think one of the main ones is the accountability because when you're working for somebody else, especially if it's that like Nope, you sign in at eight, you're there and available for the meetings, you're just doing it from home and you're, you know, this is how it works or whatever the hours are. There's, you kind of have to do that just the same way, like you have to show up to work. And if you don't, there has to be a reason. Yeah. And I feel like if you're doing work for yourself, you still have the accountability because you have to create the product or the thing or get the work done in order to get paid or put on the show and get paid you know like <laughs> in order to have the work actually be fulfilling in whatever capacity it is right um so there still is um you know accountability but it's a very different kind of accountability and i think at least from my very limited experience it's much easier to for me for that latter accountability to uh to kind of fade a little bit not fade to, yeah to not stay as on t- i i was not as on top of it as i wanted to be whereas i would never not show up for work or not get my work done <laughs> like not be doing work when i'm at work like that's just not the way i'm wired and i would never be like oh i'm at work but i'm gonna go into work an hour late today because i need to wash dishes <laughs> like that that's just like ludicrous right and you wouldn't sit at your desk and just go I'm going to read a book on my Kindle for two hours and then I'll get caught up in the next two hours. No, right? no, never. <laughs> and so the fact that I wasn't able to translate that when I did do more contract work with project deadlines as opposed to, to daily tasks, Yeah, um, it, it's, it was really interesting. And I, I'm sure you can talk more about this, that you find a rhythm and you figure out what works for you. <laughs> One would hope, I would hope that if, 
you know, I had gone down a path that required that, I would have figured it out. I have found many different rhythms, (laughs) many, many rhythms. Otherwise, our dishes would be so clean. (laughs) (laughs) You can wash dishes twice, three times. Yeah. Um, So for you, Mm -hmm. for the working from home for more traditional job, because I know Mm -hmm. a lot of people that is the challenge that they're the challenge or the joy that they're facing, Mm -hmm. depending on how people feel about it. um, Do you think it's more just the social contract that makes you feel like I really need to be focused on task uh, or is it just that idea of the it being the the um, expectations being external from yourself mm. because on one side there's the like if you have a job like when I worked at Kinko's and you show up there's mm-hmm. the not everybody at Kinko's I can tell you felt this pressure but I felt the pressure of if I don't show up and if I don't do a good job, it will harm the other people I'm working with. Their days will be worse. Mm-hmm. So there's just that social contract. And then there's also that ability to externalize so you can kind of be mad at your job and you can kind of blame an other from yourself because mm-hmm. you you know, like, I have to do this. It's for money. But ugh, it's them doing <laughs> this to me. Um, well, I like my job. <laughs> I would like to say loud and clear. So I, my response is not, ugh. Um, I was using myself and Kinko's, which isn't even called Kinko's anymore as an example. Um, I think uh, it's a combination for, for me, because that's what I can talk about. It's a combination of I take pride in my work and a lot of my work is communicating with other people. Got it. Um, a lot of it via email. So it really doesn't matter where I am as long as I have access to the information. Um, you know, I can't always do it on my phone because I don't have files and things in front of me. But um, I want to be doing a good job for the people around me, whether it's my coworkers, whether it's the people that I'm interacting with within, like not immediately next to me, or whether it's uh, rental clients or whoever it is, I want to be doing a good job for them. Yeah. And for myself, because that's, you know, I take pride in my work. And so it is also, I suppose, to some degree selfish that I, I want to feel good about what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't think doing a good job is selfish. I'm going to go out on that uh, moral <laughs> philosophy limb and say. Yeah, I wasn't thinking of the best word. Look at you just virtue signaling by working hard and doing a good job and fulfilling your dreams and making others around you happy. God, so selfish. Yeah, I don't. I, I understand the logic path that got you there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I will say I take pride in my work, and so I don't want to let myself down either. Yeah, so I don't want to let down the people around me, but I also don't want to let myself down. Yeah, I think I really wanted to get your thoughts on that because I am very guilty, like I said, of blurring the line of working from home versus being a freelancer, and mm-hmm. I think they are related. But it is really the freelancer thing that I think causes more of the stress of working from home mm-hmm. for me because I like I have a stand-up bit where uh, I say my job is being two assholes like my asshole uh, boss is always making me work really long hours uh, because my asshole employee is always screwing around <laughs> and that circle of uh, even when it is you know because sometimes in Hollywood you are just writing something on spec to mm-hmm. try to sell uh, or even when you have freelance thing or I love doing this podcast and I, I love 
the support that I get from listeners and from uh, patrons on Patreon. But there's also that little bit of like, if I missed a week, everybody's going to be understanding. And if I just <laughs> missed a week of work, mm-hmm. there's that external force going, you can't do that. Uh, right. So there is, I think, just there's so much self-motivation involved in being a freelancer. And then if you're the kind of freelancer who is working physically from home a lot, Mm -hmm. then it gets to be like you are just in your home trying to be your own boss and everything becomes about which (laughs) side of your Jekyll and Hyde personality are you going to listen to? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I feel like I couldn't quite cut that. So I had to make (laughs) sure that I went back to a place that had an actual, you know, boss and expectations set by somebody external to me. Okay. I mean, so, honestly, I would I would like to think that eventually had I kept doing freelance work, I would have figured it out. But I also did realize once I went back to like, oh, I have to be here at a certain time. I have to do the work. That's how this works. Uh, that I, for the most part, at this point in my life, function better in that environment. Okay. And I can see that. And I still am extremely grateful that I primarily get to work from home. I think it is a privilege and I am extremely grateful for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I also like to be able to be honest. A part of my obsession is that on one hand, I feel so lucky. On the other hand, I struggle with it because at my best, I am like you that I want to do a good job and Mm -hmm. I want to please people, even though I was saying kind of negative things about Kinko's and kind of describing them as the man, Mm -hmm. I still, I fell into, I I became an assistant manager because I wanted to excel Mm -hmm. because I was doing it. So I wanted to do a good job and prove to myself that I could be really good at working at Kinko's, which if people don't know, back in the day, it was an extremely stressful job. It was not just, oh, you make a couple copies. It was, you're dealing with corporate people and in huge accounts and lots of money and lots of stress and blah, 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 blah. It was something I wanted to excel at. So when I have things like the podcast where I feel like I am, I am, I want to do a good job for the people who are kind enough to listen and support it. So Mm -hmm. I feel that desire to please uh, people. If I have like a writing job that is just totally for hire somebody else asked me to do this and i want to do a great job and i want to deliver it early even so they can be impressed if at all possible that stuff's all great the problem the part that gets really stressful is when i want to please myself Mm -hmm. by doing a really great job on the stuff that i'm doing just for myself and then you can immediately get into this cycle of you are never doing a good enough job for yourself (laughs) and then you're you're the boss you is like knock it off you know take some time do some (laughs) self-care right and then your employee you is like i can't do this self-care boss i'm trying to do this work for you and it's this because i do spend a lot of my time by myself i am not good at taking breaks when i'm supposed to and it does make a difference on the days i take a break i'm like oh yeah hey that like was a really good thing to do i should go walk around more often or like actually stop and eat lunch what a thought. Yes, you should. I will um, say as your partner, I think I think that's a real healthy thing to do. And I will affirm that you should do that also. <laughs> you should, you know, stop and eat lunch. Yeah. Go stand outside and take a few deep breaths. Yeah. See, I don't have gears between all in 
this is part of, I think, uh, what I've wrestled with is I do have an obsessive personality mm-hmm. uh, that's been discussed much here on this podcast, <laughs> obsessed. And so if I can get into a place of working, like, and I'm all in on a script and I have a goal of what I'm going to finish today, then I don't eat and I just keep plowing through and plowing through. Uh, but if I get distracted, I get obsessively distracted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the cycle of uh, being angry at oneself <laughs> kicks in because sometimes I'm very successful at taking lunch and the, oh, I'll just watch one hour of something while I eat turns into I watched two hours and now I'm tired and now I need to take a nap. Now I only have a couple hours before uh, Sarah gets home and I feel really guilty. So now I will obsessively work. <laughs> yes. That is actually basically my my normal work from home schedule is mm-hmm. get up, get a productive amount uh, of work done, mm-hmm. usually a little bit more like emails, logistic, businessy work, maybe mm-hmm. a little creative work, get horribly distracted by lunch take way too long and then uh two hours to 90 minutes of extremely quality guilt work (laughs) so it's kind of like you found two different segments of your former pre-kinko's work where you're like okay i'm gonna be super productive for this time in the morning (laughs) then you're gonna be at kinko's aka eating lunch and taking a break in the middle of the day and then you're gonna be like okay this is my period of time i get to work again yeah Thank so you for the I counseling. Think you've actually like found found your magic schedule. I I figured it out. End <laughs> of podcast. No, no. I want to uh, want to dive into a little bit more for you when you have been working from home. What are the ideal conditions for you to be most successful? Mm. Like when you think back to remember that day where I worked from home and I kicked ass and I felt great about it. Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah. So that's a big one for me. Is um. I'm very affected by my environment. Mm-hmm. So I need to feel like whatever I need to have in front of me, whether it's paperwork or computer or things, uh, I need to have a space where they can be there and they can I can have access to them, but they're not too much in my way. Certainly not falling over on top of me. I'm a little bit of a piler yeah. person. As anybody who's seen our home or my office at work knows. Um, and sometimes, uh, honestly, to really focus in, when I'm in public places, I tend not to listen to music, but sometimes if I am at home and just need to shut out the world, um, then I put in some nice classical music. Concerto Grocery are my favorite because they just make my brain just like focus. Yeah. And then I can really just like dive in and get work done. But that physical, oh, am I cold? Am I not? My, my, uh, I like to, I have long hair and I like to have my hair up when I'm working. So it's not my way, but then my neck, neck gets cold. So I also often have to have a scarf. <laughs> I mean, not in the summer when it's like 90 degrees, but most of, you know, like all of this week I have been wearing scarves at work because I put my hair up and then I'm like, ah, I'm cold. And so then I have to put a scarf on and then I can work. Clickety clack, clickety clack with the scarf on the neck. Okay, so there you have it. The way to be successful of working from home is uh, put on a scarf. Put on a scarf. (laughs) Now, I know what you mean. It is feeling physically comfortable and also just uh, feeling like... Is the physical space stuff around you, is that just feeling like there is no visual distraction? There's no emotional distraction? Is it like you don't want to see out of the corner of your eye a home thing that you should be dealing with so you can just focus on work? I think that's part of it. Um, I think it also is just, yeah, I mean, yeah, actually, I think that is it. It's that like, it's a a clean line of sight so I can have clear focus on what I'm doing. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I think I, since I've been doing it for a while, I think I have gotten used to, uh, some of the distractions of home, Mm -hmm. like 
oh yeah, you know, if there's a pile of other stuff I need to deal with, uh, I'm, I'm far, far too good at ignoring dishes, things like that. <laughs> no problem, unfortunately. Um, but uh, the uh, the thing that works for me is when I give myself reasonable chunks of work, mm-hmm. which I struggle to do. But if I have like, uh, if I plan a day and execute it the way I planned it, yeah. is the most successful working from home. So if I'm like make a to-do list the night before and say reasonably here are the, the three emails I'm going to answer. Mm-hmm. And even for social media, if I'll be like, I will allow myself this many tweets. <laughs> <laughs> and then here uh, for a creative thing, I'm going to break it down into whatever manageable chunk feels good. Yeah. And then even pick out like ahead of time well, maybe today I will, you know, listen to something on the computer so I don't go get distracted by lunch, mm-hmm. you know, and just really break it down. And so it is it is shaped a little bit more like a normal working day. Mm-hmm. Then it works great for me. The problem is, even after all these years, I lie to myself about how big of a chunk I can bite off. Yeah. Partially because I'm the kind of writer where sometimes the best way to do it is to have an insane deadline and have that external force where you have promised this to someone by five Mm o'clock. So you're going to sit down at 7 a.m. and you are not going to move. Mm -hmm. And that is a danger to know that truth about myself (laughs) because it makes taking the reasonable bites more difficult, even Mm -hmm. though I rationally know that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk about, because there's been a lot of talk on uh, social media about people giving advice. Yeah. I have, I went through my mental list of working from home advice. I have a ton of it. Oh, fantastic. However, almost all of it is rules that I break. So I want to talk (laughs) about that. Do you have rules or ideas uh, for uh, advice of how to best work from home? And do you successfully do that? <laughs> well, yes, because uh, the one that I just gave of a clean and organized desk, desk space, I think I've achieved like five days in my life, which is usually because I'm working from a card table somewhere and I wasn't <laughs> able to bring everything with me. Um, so, yeah, that's that's one that I do think is a good rule and I do break it basically every time. Okay. You, you, the, the clutter rule. The clutter, the, the organization. Okay. Yeah. But the scarf for perfect neck temperature, you <laughs> nail every time. I often forget a scarf. I mean, <laughs> you would think I would have like 25 scarves at work by now. Um, and I do have many there, but then I forget and wear them home. And so, um, yeah, so I'm working on that one. Yeah. I think for me, the stuff that I have done when I've really needed to and I think is good advice is, especially if you're used to a little bit more normal schedule, that you can emulate that at mm-hmm. home of taking a shower in the morning, uh putting on pants. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I don't normally do that. I I'm wear a lot of pajama pants. Um, that Making it feel like you're going to work. I mm-hmm. do have, we have a little home office area mm-hmm. in our main living space. I have a desk and I often joke that my commute to work is walking from the bedroom uh, to the desk. And that normally works really, really well for me. It works almost too well because Every once in a while, I start to associate that area with the stress of going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though that I'm in my home, I get to wear pajama pants. I can just get up and walk to my own fridge and make a frozen pizza anytime I want. I can do it at 10 a.m. <laughs> if I want to. Um, 
and you have that freedom of schedule that isolating yourself to like, this is my workspace is great. And I think one of the really awesome things, because I know I've been talking about, about my challenges, is I have a laptop so I can get the benefit of I'm going to the workspace. Mm-hmm. But on the days where there is stressful things going on in the world, there is a lot of noise and craziness. Sometimes I let myself bring the laptop over to the couch area. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm in this space, in between space where I get, I have the comfort of home. I feel like I can turn on the news if I need to know what's going on. Yeah. But I'm still working. Yeah. And I think allowing yourself to have those gradations of like, there's a part of my home that's just, that's the private space where work never happens here. Right. Uh, and having a place that like, this is the workplace. And then also allowing yourself to, to bleed into an ambiguous work life space. No, I think that makes sense. It's like um, you know, your version of the the water cooler or the team meeting or something. Yes. You get to have the days that are a little bit different. That's so great. I never thought of it that way. I can go to the water cooler with Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so I've often thought because I do often think about um that I didn't do as well working at home as I thought I would. Um and I've often thought that Maybe what I should should have done or should try sometime and should that ever come up again is I get ready in the morning and then I go for a walk around the block and then when I come back in, I go to work. Yeah. And I love it in theory. I think in reality, I'd be like, eh, I don't feel like putting on clothes today and I don't I want to wear, you know, I mean, I put on clothes, but like, God, like, I don't know if I would actually do that, but I've often wondered if that would help because I think part of it for me is that feeling of leaving the house. Yeah. It's like, okay, here I go. I'm suddenly awake. I'm suddenly on task as soon as I walk out the door. Yeah. Because you have to be. Because I have to be. But I mean, half the time it's because I'm walking to the bus. So it's not even that I have to be, I mean, I have to pay attention with the cars. (laughs) Like I'm not working yet. I'm just enjoying the world. Uh, But I have that feeling of like, okay, it's, you know, 7 a.m. or whatever, and I'm outside, and my eyes are awake, and here I go. Yeah. That I wonder if that would translate if I was just like, okay, here I go. I'm walking around the block. Now I'm walking up to my desk in our apartment. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't think that would work for me in the morning. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's just one more thing I have to do to put on pants. It's mm-hmm. one more obstacle before I get to my, my workstation. It does help me sometimes to do things like just uh, walk around the block or honestly do an at-home task mm. of, you know, wash the dishes or, you know, clean a little area because that, especially as a creative thing. Yeah. Until I started working from home, I thought, oh, if my butt can always be in the chair and my fingers can always be on the keyboard, so much more writing time. And I forgot in the writer process, like, you know, for a long time in Minneapolis, I was a tour guide and sometimes you'd be in a space where, hey, a tour would come through and you'd give them a little tour for 15 minutes and then you kind of have 45 minutes where you're assigned to be in a space Mm -hmm. and you have to be there for people if they come Mm -hmm. but other than that you're standing around or even just taking the bus or driving to work and and i had forgotten how valuable those times to just let your mind drift on the project is Mm -hmm. so sometimes i try to recreate those for myself yeah i think that's really smart yeah that's really healthy and i should do it more which brings me to the next thing i want to talk about yeah so this, I know, is just uh, my mental framework for looking at it. Mm-hmm. So you can just uh, feel free to tell me that's uh, that's not a thing that makes sense to you. I think one of the challenges for me from working from home is that because 
there isn't that external pressure. Everything is about willpower. Mm-hmm. And like, that's why I choose, like I could get dressed up like I'm going out and sometimes that does help one focus. Mm-hmm. But every step of the process is a kind of willpower because a part of the joy of being at home is the comfort of you don't have to make yourself ready for the world. Right. You don't have to finish your coffee on time. You, you can <laughs> right. eat at 10 if you want yeah. or 4 p.m. if you want or mm-hmm. you can if you if you your best working hours are from 7 to 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. You can do that and then you can screw around all morning. Mm-hmm. Um, the joy of it is the freedom. Yeah. So for me, everything that I try to do to make my day more rigid requires a like willpower points. I see it almost as like a gaming thing of like, I have so many willpower points because it's all coming from me. It's not an external force. Yeah. And part of the reason that I don't put on pants is it takes a couple willpower points. It yeah. takes time and uh, focus and energy. And I just want to, I try to put that all into the work if at all possible mm-hmm. and let myself sort of enjoy the comfort of being at home mm-hmm. and put all that willpower energy into into actual work. Does that make any sense to you? That makes a lot of sense. How do you feel like you spend your willpower points when you're working at home? Oh, um, that's a very good question. Uh, because it's been a while since I've consistently worked at home. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think some of my willpower points are on actually staying focused on the task that's at hand. Um, this is not working at home, but like, say, for example, when it's tax season and one of the things that we have divided up in our life together is I handle the bookkeeping to get things ready for taxes. So that is a different chore, but it is one that does need to get done and does require a fair amount of work. Yeah. Um, and for me, the willpower points are Yes, this book over here looks very good. Or yes, it's a beautiful day outside and you do want to go for a walk. (laughs) But actually, you need to deal with these, you know, receipts and paperwork over here. Um, Yes. Yeah. That's only half answering your question. No, that makes sense. I was also going to ask you, for you, what is the the biggest distraction at home? Mm. What is the, the biggest temptation to be like, I'm at home. I'm not on anybody else's clock. I know I told myself I should get that done. Yeah. But I could just do X for a little while. Oh. What sings I mean, that siren song to you? I, I think the the converse of because I am at work and also because we do live in Los Angeles. So my commute is not as long as a lot of people's that I know, but it's not insignificant. Yeah. I'm not at home very often. And so, um, and I don't get home very early in the evenings. And so I, um, so to me, it's like, all of the things at home. It's like, oh, I'm here. I could do this or I could do this or I could read a book or I could watch TV or I could take a nap or I could plant our little patio garden or I could, you know, wash the dishes, which are not as clean as I'm making it sound like they are. Um, That's just our go-to example. You know the two things that people do in their homes, put on pants and do the dishes. Those are the home things. Yeah, so I would say, and also because I, all of the creative projects that I don't necessarily have as much time to do as I would like. So it's like, oh, well, I could do this. But otherwise, what I really want to do is I want to figure out how to make this thing out of paper. And I just want to go research this. Yeah. 
do it and try experiment. So I'd say um, my biggest distraction is everything. <laughs> and it, which sounds funny because it sounds like it's a non-answer, but I think it is such a great answer. That is like, I, I think I there's sometimes I feel, feel a specific pull. Like, you know, if, if I have already started playing a video game and then you get up and you're like, oh, I could nothing, you know, I, I don't physically owe somebody something today. I could do that for like, there's that every once in a while. Uh, but over the years, I've gotten pretty good at saying no. Mm-hmm. When we moved here, I brought two video game consoles with me, and I did not plug them in for the first four and a half years, just at all. Yeah. Um, to to be better about working from home, but I think that everything that is what is so <laughs> great. Uh, it's such a great answer because that is been this weird stress it, it, for me in this new time mm-hmm. as. Uh, a lot of people are working from home and a lot of people are experiencing uh, being at home a lot. Mm-hmm. For me, being at home a lot, um, there are so many things that I want to do. There are so many different creative projects that I want to do. There are so many things I want to read or watch or experience or I want to walk around the block more. I want to do all, all of these things. And it, it feels like the old vaudeville bit of like, three people trying to enter the door at the same time and they all get stuck. Mm -hmm. And that is where the real, for me, overwhelming stress and anxiety comes from. Mm -hmm. And like right now for me uh, on social media, a lot of people are like, quarantine, I guess I'll watch all of the entire Fast and Furious series. (laughs) And like, uh, and like, I, I still have my work from home work that I'm doing. Yeah. And even then to be like, this is, this is horrible that this is going on in the world. It's absolutely awful. But since we're at home, we could take up a specific project that you can do at home or read a thing that you never thought you were going to have time to read or, you know, paint that painting you've never in mm-hmm. the anxiety of which one. Right. Is right. Like, yes, all, all of these, uh, uh, dreams and desires trying to enter a doorway at the same time it, it's such a good imagery for it because it's so true yeah um and this is us with it just being the two of us in our house yeah um and not having other people who have um people or animals who have uh needs yes we are very 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 lucky for sure uh what do you think about this mm-hmm. so skype FaceTime type calls yep. when one needs to make. I, I have needed to make them. Mm-hmm. If you are only going to be seen uh, from the torso up, mm-hmm. do you think you should put on pants for a Skype or a FaceTime type business call? Uh, I would say yes to pants, <laughs> but they don't necessarily need to be like dress pants. <laughs> so you're going to go like business casual? <laughs> Well, like, say you work in a place where you're not supposed to wear jeans. Yeah. I feel like it would be perfectly acceptable to, when you're working at home, have jeans on. But, like, I'm talking about a Skype call where people aren't going to see the lower half of your body. Yeah. Just in terms of you're sitting there having a business meeting. Uh-huh. And, uh, for example, for me, you could have your black jeans on or you could have your pajama pants with large pictures of Captain Phasma. Yeah. So, which do you think is acceptable? Are you asking for me or in general? In general. I mean, I suppose if nobody's going to see it in, in general, it's fine as long as you're getting your work done. For me, I would be the one who would forget and stand up. <laughs> and suddenly the world sees Phasma. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got to be at least like 
semi-presentable. <laughs> semi-presentable. Fair enough. For a long time, the, the those business calls when you when you work from home for a lot in a lot and you get in the in the uh, vibe of being. I'm not a part of the world right now. Mm-hmm. Like physically, my body is not a part of the world right now. Yeah. Uh, it's this weird sort of, oh, I'm kind of in the world, but I'm kind of not. Yeah. Uh, so I would get like, oh, if I have a business meeting, then man, I'm, I'm going to dress up like I'm going out. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to a wedding. Like, <laughs> suit tie. Suit tie. And not, not... <laughs> phasma pants on the bottom. <laughs> well, no, I would get all the way like shoes on. Oh, yeah. To sit at a computer because it does make me feel like uh, I I think many people are, are on the line between introvert and extrovert. I've been seeing discussions on social media about maybe uh, maybe we've invested too much in that division and we mm-hmm. all have strong uh, elements of both. Mm-hmm. I do not know the science of that. Um, but for me, I've always perceived myself to be strongly on the line. And once that's part of what it, when I'm at home alone full introvert mode is engaged. Yeah. And when I'm out in the world, full extrovert mode is engaged. So when I'm having a business meeting and people are seeing my face and the emotions in that, getting entirely dressed, shoes on and everything, was like, that's the way to fully engage extrovert mode and be my best self for other people. Yeah. Do Um, you still do that? No. (laughs) I finally broke uh, or grew (laughs) <laughs> uh, and decided I can be extrovert on the top, introvert on the bottom. <laughs> it works for me. That's hey, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there, there, that's some advice for you. Extrovert on top, introvert on the bottom. Uh, is the bed a trap? Should you ever do work in the bed? Well, I mean, in the bed, no. <laughs> so I, when I am at home doing work at home for ourselves, I often do work on the bed. Um, That's often because if we're working here together, like I'll have a podcast or yes. whatever, and then you're kindly working in the bedroom so I can be out here in the living room studio. Yes, exactly. So I'm quite used to working, sitting on the bed. Um, and and for me, it works. You know, like if it's if it's computer work, like I just need to be you know, or reading something or doing something that's not active. I mean, I guess obviously, (laughs) but like if it's just like answering emails or dealing with paperwork or spreadsheets or whatever, like, yeah, I can do that. Whether it's sitting on the bed or putting the computer on the bed and sitting on the floor or any version of that. For me, I have had to do that a fair amount. So for me, it has not been a trap. Okay. Okay. And I know people who do like, yeah, no, I work, I work from i've seen people post on social media like you know they're freelance writers like yeah no i i write from the bed that's Mm -hmm. my thing so whatever works for anybody i have no judgment for myself uh i will like wake up the morning and catch up on social media or if an idea strikes me i'll maybe write it in a notes draft but that idea of like all right self got my coffee got my goals i need to finish you know two scenes or i have this extremely stressful email to respond to for me, the the bed is a no no work zone. Yeah. And I will say this is me now when I don't normally work from home. If I regularly worked from home, I think working on the bed would be, uh, I, I do think there is that like, yeah, no, just let yourself sleep there. And absolutely for <laughs> me, like, I am great for people who can do it. But if I were like, under the covers, typing, like, I know I can't, I need to have some boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, fair yeah. enough. Uh, if money was no object, 
what kind of home office would you build for yourself? Because that's a whole thing that we haven't talked about. Plenty of people wow. work from home have an entirely separate office. I, yeah. I, you know, we have a modest, nice little apartment. I have a, an office area mm-hmm. uh, in our home uh, back in South Minneapolis. When we lived in Minneapolis, I had an office, mm-hmm. a physical office. That didn't really change things for me. Uh, <laughs> but if you could have a physical home office that... Was still in our home, yeah. but a separate room, and money was no object. What would you make it like? Yeah, that's such a good question. It depends so much on what the work you're doing is, because is it more organizational work? So you kind of want like bookcases, file cabinets. I mean, so those, no matter what. I think one key thing for me, if I were working at home, uh, because I found this working at work, is. Um, Easy access to uh, like a hot water pot so that I can make tea <laughs> or hot water, that whole getting cold thing. <laughs> so you, is, is this just going to be like a charming British parlor full of uh, tea and scarves? Why not? And then a bunch of bookcases and file cabinets. And then maybe um, for the times when one does need to think creatively or outside of the box or something like one semi-comfortable chair. Mm. Not too comfortable so you fall asleep in it, but something different from like a kitchen chair or an office chair. Yeah. Oh, and so I I do actually, I have a, a sit-stand desk at work, yeah. which I really like. And I find that sometimes I'm a much better worker when I'm standing. So that would definitely be a key component of it. Some yeah. Some sort of sit-stand version. Yeah. All How right. about you? Yeah. I think I would, what would make me excited at this point having had the privilege of working from home for a long time is to be able in our main living space to have a secret door to have like (laughs) a book and a bookshelf opened up and then there was like uh this is pretty much my ideal room that i described for everything but something like a little secret wooden nook like somewhere a little bit small yeah a little bit low light Mm -hmm. uh maybe just as a, a switch on the wall that you could just uh, flip the switch and it would uh, turn it into like a Faraday cage where you could not get any <laughs> internet. <laughs> it would basically be like a tiny uh, Victorian <laughs> English study uh-huh. that is also a Faraday cage. And would you put action figures up on the walls? Yes, yes. I would surround myself. So when I was lucky enough to have that home office uh, back in South Minneapolis, I think I put a little bit too much stuff in there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even activity stuff. It was just so much of the stuff that I loved. Mm-hmm. And I spent a lot of time staring at it. So I think it would need yeah. just this very, I would almost need like a tease. Like it would be like maybe there are two action figures allowed in the office. Mm-hmm. So I could look at those and think... If I finish my work, I could go look at more action figures. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, we're close to wrapping up the main uh, part of the podcast here, but I have a very, very important question for you. Yes. When Batman is in the Batcave, mm-hmm. which is located underneath Stately Wayne Manor, do you consider that Batman is working from a home office? Yes. <laughs> also, I would... Except a bat cave as a home office as well. I would too. I a think, few modifications. Yeah, I mean that's pretty close to my secret door. Actually, it if is. I could slide down a pole <laughs> into my home office, mm-hmm. I think it. I would like that. And then a kindly uh, English buffer butler buffler uh, a buffler. You know, <laughs> it's a creature, a mythological creature. I just made up the buffler uh, butler. 
like Alfred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you could just hit a little button and you could be in mid brood mm-hmm. and say, Alfred, mm-hmm. scarf from my neck. <laughs> I think that would be great. Uh, do you have any other fun examples in your mind of pop culture characters who work from home? Oh, wow. Um, no. uh my mind uh went to because he is of course one of my heroes uh that luke skywalker uh in his isolation on Uh. octo where he's doing a kind of work like he he has specifically secluded himself Mm mm-hmm He's he has to work in terms of like he has to go feed himself, he has to go fish, and he has to milk the Thal siren mm-hmm. to get his uh, nutrients. He kind of has some people around him because the caretakers, the Linnae, are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the larger story of Luke Skywalker on the island is he went there not just to be secluded, but because he wanted to go through the put on his Jedi robes mm-hmm. and go through the rite of burning down the. Unetti tree with the Jedi library and formally putting an end to the legacy of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So he got up, he took care of every day, the basic things that he absolutely had to for his physical well-being. Uh-huh. He maybe interacted briefly, but gruffly with the uh, caretakers uh-huh. who were actually, you know, taking care of the island. And then he tried to do this big, important, <laughs> stressful thing. Yeah. He put on clothes to try to do it. And then he couldn't quite handle the stress and make the final decision. No. Nope. Yeah. And then eventually um, uh, a young Jedi uh, came into his, the young Jedi-to-be, Ray, came into his home office and uh, helped him figure out uh, better ways to work from home. And yeah. then he telecommuted to Crate <laughs> and helped save the galaxy. Yeah. And then Yoda telecommuted there and uh, yeah. helped him complete his task. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luke put on his Jedi robes. For Yoda's Skype call. So, yep. Yep. I can still learn from my hero. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. We're going to move on to our how obsessed are you questions uh, because I do work from home more and uh, I'm more obsessed with it. I'm going to have you ask me the questions. Excellent. Uh, Do you think about working from home every day? (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) And I didn't change some of these questions. I think that's fair uh, from the way I normally ask them. Right. Uh, nor I normally ask other people. Yeah, no, <clears throat> I think even in times where I am not at home, uh, like if I'm at a convention and I'm kind of working in a hotel room that is working from my temporary home mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing and some of the same challenges apply. Yeah. yeah. And I think uh, definitely, definitely um, I have had, you know, in the last several years of working in Los Angeles, I've had uh, different weeks uh, of doing like writer's room work where it is like suddenly out of the blue. I have a nine to five job again. Mm-hmm. And then I really, really reflect on the the really good stuff about working from home and the really challenging stuff. So even when I am not doing it, I'm really thinking about <laughs> the differences between the different kinds of work. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. When people walk into our home, can they tell you work here? Uh, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think I think uh, our apartment has a 
lived-in feeling. <laughs> I feel like it's got a pretty good live-work vibe. Yeah. I mean, most people have laptops, so that doesn't necessarily say, I work here. Yeah, because, I mean, both have our little desks, and they're functional, but I think most people have a functional desk area, yeah. computer, not most people. I think a lot of people probably have a place where their computer laptop lives. lives yes. Uh, unless, anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then we have our little podcast station, and when we first set it up, I would take the the microphones down and it would look like, oh, well, they must have espresso every evening <laughs> at their little French cafe table. And, but now the mics are always here. Yeah. I feel like the mics are what give it away. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, that I at least do podcast work from home. Which is part of your work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you buy a Lego set of your home office with the microphones included? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. I think I would. And then it would be one of the many things that I'm like, ooh, I can't wait for the exact right time to do that. I need to make time to do that. When should I prioritize <laughs> doing it? I need to find a deadline for doing that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, because I know what your home office looks like because it's in our home, <laughs> would you want a Lego set that included both kind of the live and the work area? Or would you want some weird like, nope, just the office areas? You know what? Now that I think about it, I would want to be able to build our entire home. Uh-huh. And then I would have a little Lego of me. And then I think being able to, that would be a weird way to be able to externalize. Like uh, I could uh, switch out the bottom of the Lego to have pants on or not. And then like I could plan my day. That's fantastic. Would you build a little secret room behind a bookshelf? So you're like, and now I'm going into my office. And even though we don't have that, you'd be like, okay. No, I want no. truth in my Legos. Okay. I don't want to okay. I don't want to use Lego to lie to myself. Okay. <laughs> Would you go to a home office convention? Yes, I really would. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll be honest. I'll say I want to because yeah. uh, I I do have too too many interests, too many loves, too many things I want to do with my time. Mm-hmm. If it if I saw an advertisement for that, I would be like, I want to go. The question is, would I make time? Yeah, I would love to hear other people talk about their experiences. I would love to see other uh, physical layouts and. Just yeah. get the same vibe that I do when I go to a Doctor Who or a Star Wars convention. That like everyone around me is obsessed and invested in a similar experience. Yeah, like you'd walk the floor and there are all sorts of different versions of home offices set up. Yeah, and you know the the way like when I was at the uh, Star Wars celebration, the, when the Rise of Skywalker trailer was released, mm-hmm. and any random stranger could bring up some element of that trailer and just start talking about it with one another in a way you couldn't if you were walking down the street. Mm, and yeah. if you're at like a home office convention, you could be like, nap after lunch? Mm-hmm. And somebody would just be like, no, I never do that. Like, yeah. they would, if you walked up to a random person on the street and just said nap <laughs> after lunch, they wouldn't, that wouldn't be a universal be. conversation starter. <laughs> yes. That'd be a conversation ender. Would you wear pajama pants to the home office convention? I think everyone should, mm-hmm. in my it opinion. Seems, it seems the most that honest. That should be the masquerade. <laughs> what do you look like when you have not put yourself together at all? <laughs> I hear, I heard on the radio on the way home, because they were talking about um, everybody working from home now, that uh, Zoom, I think, has, when you teleconference, yeah. that they have a, like, make me look better filter. What? Yeah. Yeah. Is it uh, like just like f- 
like fuzzy, uh, like classic Hollywood? I think according to Kai Risdell on NPR, he was saying tomorrow when I telecommute into this meeting, I'm going to be doing this. So I'll tell you what it's like. But I think it like softens it a little bit. It, you know, maybe combs your hair for you or whatever. A little blur and a little go. I mean, (laughs) is that just at that point like a Snapchat filter? Probably. <laughs> We're getting closer to just having avatars <laughs> of not us. Like, let's have a face-to-face uh, a Skype call so we can really see each other or Zoom. And then mm-hmm. it's just, uh, you have the mask of a chicken on your face now. Mm-hmm. It's a Snapchat filter. Okay. Okay. So be it. <laughs> Would you stop being friends with someone who constantly complained about working from home? Uh, this is a question about whether I would stop being friends with myself. <laughs> I don't constantly complain. Um, no, I don't actually feel like I hear you complain about it. No, I, again, and I want to emphasize that as much as possible that it is a privilege, and I am lucky, and I'm lucky right now in this uh, this crisis that's going on that I have working from home has been a thing I've already been experienced with. Mm-hmm. I think it's just that uh, working from home, you can't escape yourself. Mm, and yeah. it forces you to force things about yourself. And if you add the freelance on top of it, where anything that you're doing, you chose to do. Mm-hmm. Unlike when you go to a job, you can say, like, I have to be here. If you if you maybe don't like your job yeah, or you're maybe just okay with your job, you can tell yourself, I have to be here for the money, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And it is, it is a privilege to construct a life for yourself where you have made the choice of a lot of things you're doing, but then... If you get frustrated or there's a problem, there's no one to blame but yourself. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I, I don't. I think if somebody was actively uh, mocking or critiquing people who work from home, mm-hmm. I think that would be a mute on social media. Because I've okay. gotten to the place where if people are just broadcasting negativity. I don't mind somebody disagreeing with me. Mm-hmm. But if their, their joy de vivre in life is being negative, yeah. ironically, then I'd mute. Yeah. That seems healthy. Yeah. <laughs> it does seem healthy. <laughs> <laughs> if a presidential candidate you are all you already supported talked a lot about working from home, would that increase or decrease your support? That would increase. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, because I think, it, again, in this crisis, uh, one of the good things that might come out of it is people really reexamining lots of things about the way our society is structured. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a lot in the traditional work structure structure that maybe isn't the best for everybody it's it's Mm -hmm. not the best for their happiness as human beings it's not even the best for their uh productivity uh it's not the best for the planet to -hmm. have people to have to drive to a physical place that they're not happy at and not as productive at Mm -hmm. uh so i think if a political candidate was it was especially if it was on a laundry list of some positive things to maybe make society Work more for more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that would uh, uptick my interest. And this is maybe me showing my ignorance of the actual White House, but doesn't the president kind of work from home? <laughs> <laughs> they totally like do. Like they go from the West Wing or the East Wing or whatever into the Oval Office? Yeah. I mean, the only thing I don't so. know is if there's a poll they can slide down from the residency. <laughs> that one's secret. They can't tell us. <laughs> uh, if aliens came to work... To, to worth. <laughs> If aliens came to Earth and you were the person assigned to greet them, would you show them a home office to explain humanity? Yes, absolutely. Would you show them your home office? Yes, because clearly I have given a lot of thought to 
uh, various elements of humanity that are expressed by the joy and the freedom of working from home mm -hmm. versus the sort of introspective challenges yeah. of working from home. I think it's a great idea, actually. Yeah, I would love to show aliens my home office. Mm -hmm. And talk I'm, about it. Yeah. And, it, and it's also the kind of external thing where it's great when an external thing happens where you're like, well, there's nothing I can do. I can't work from, I have an interruption in my work. I have to show these aliens <laughs> my home office. It's not me that's not finishing the script. The aliens came. Right. They want to see my home office. They want to see the Lego version of my home office. They want to talk about if the Batcave's a home office. It's not my fault. No, not at all. They needed to do a podcast about your home office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got a problem with that? Talk to the aliens. <laughs> if you were about to sit down to your home computer to work, but a bear broke in and stole it, would you go after the bear? Ooh, you know, honestly, I think I would. I think I would try to snatch it. And this is why I asked the bear question, because I've made foolish bear decisions before. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think that is... Um, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. So I'll just say it for myself rather than making any generalizations. For me, like that computer is everything. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I can do some stuff on my phone in my tablet, but that feels like the bear snatching my connection to my work, lots of past work, mm -hmm. uh, even though it's backed up, uh, my livelihood. It, yeah, I would mm -hmm. absolutely try to snatch it back. That I, 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 if I may, as your partner, <laughs> I was just astonished, astonished it took you that long to get to. Oh my gosh, absolutely yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I answered relatively quickly. <laughs> the bear could take lots of other things uh, from the apartment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would negotiate yeah. with the bear. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I figured your computer, your no, no, it's my computer, bear. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Exactly. It's not, if if the bear tried to take my left hand, I'd try to get my left hand back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The bear can have a microphone. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the bear can have a microphone as a treat. I would absolutely ask the bear if it wanted to do a podcast. Oh, and I yes, really please. enjoy asking it the bear question. Yeah. If another bear came in, <laughs> <laughs> would there be a bear fight? <laughs> Will you make a noise to sum up your obsession? Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh and finally for this section uh, no before oh, before we go oh, on yeah, yeah. i want i want to ask you uh -huh. what do you think that noise was i feel like that noise encapsulated a lot it was everything from like okay i'm here because um there is an intake of breath and then as you're letting it out it was like the joy of i'm at home but also the pressure of i'm at home and oh my gosh there are three creative ideas trying to get in the door at the same time but i'm gonna sit my butt down and try to get some work done yeah. That's what I took out of it. Well, thank you. What were you thinking? Uh, about, about that. Okay. So I just don't, I, we wanted to see if it if it read to you at it all. It did. Or if it was just like, <laughs> does that guy have a lung problem? <laughs> no, no. I thought it read very well. Yeah. I guess maybe the more honest noise would be just lots of mumbling. <laughs> because that's another thing. When you work from home and you get into full introvert mode. Uh-huh. I mumble to myself because I can. And eventually one stops realizing, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to do a demonstration? Sure. What's this, what's this guy? God, this is stupid. Why am I? Come on. Yeah, maybe I should. 
<laughs> ha! Chords. Stupid. Oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> Those are some of the more positive things I say out loud. I think you just made your own new work soundtrack. <laughs> you don't even have to make the noises anymore. You can just like play it and add loop a, it in the background. Add a dance beat to that. <laughs> play it backwards. <laughs> add some record scratches. Okay. Okay. On a scale of one to ten, where would you rate your obsession? Uh, I think this is a ten because this is one of those obsessions where um, it is uh, it's ingrained in my life. It's yeah, you know, because doing this podcast, we talk to people about different kinds of obsessions, and sometimes they're the kind where like, oh, it's a thing I like to do, you know, on the weekends I make time for, or it's something like collecting posters and they I buy them every once in a while and they hang on the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there are those ones of like, no, that's a it's a part of my dna it's what i do like Mm -hmm. this one is absolutely it's a 10 yeah and if i got a different job that i love that was not that made it so i didn't work from home i think it would take me years to stop mulling over the differences in my mind Mm -hmm. so even if i wasn't actively doing it every day i would i would obsess on it yeah yeah all right so uh what would you give yourself uh, an obsessed number just for fun hmm you know, I would say, honestly, for for somebody who doesn't work at home and hasn't for a long time, I think about it honestly a lot. Yeah. So I'd have to give myself at least a four or a five. Yeah. Which, and I, for the most part, tend to rate myself fairly low because I am not, I do not tend to be a very obsessive person. So yeah, probably, right, yeah, in a four or a five. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. And we'll, we'll see if that changes. It, it's just going to go up from here. I've got so many things to think about now. I need to go take a few walks around the block so I can think. Okay. And think about the bear. <laughs> uh, we're going to do some uh, quick plugs and then we'll wrap up with our final questions. Where can people find you on social media? I am on Twitter at Sarah underscore Scrimshaw. I am on Instagram at Scrim Street. Excellent. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out the Star Wars podcast I co-host. That is called Force Center. For info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com. You can also support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. Full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. Uh, all right, we are going to go on to our final questions. Are you ready? I am. If you could snap your fingers and transport yourself to one other location... And it was always the same location. What would that other location be? Well, my first instinct was London. Nice. So I think I'll stick with that. And now uh, I know that you love London, but is there Mm -hmm. more to it than that? Um, Well, yes. So the thoughts that flit through my brain in that tiny moment of time there were, um, it's a place I often want to go back to and think about going back to a lot. And also if (laughs) within the rules of this game, I get transported to one place, but then I could go other places from there. It's kind of a good uh, location to go other places to. Right. It's a good jumping off point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very good answer. If there was a tap in our home that produced something other than water, what would you want to come out of it? It doesn't even have to be a fluid. Anything can come out of the tap. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, I mean, I was going to say whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Cold and, and warm. Cold and warm? Oh two, oh, two taps. I got yeah. it. I got it. Um, I mean, one could be like whiskey and one could be ginger beer or something. 
Um, But then I was trying, I was like, oh, but if it's not liquid, like I could do something good for the environment. Like I could turn on a tap and it would be like butterflies that will spread pollen and we could actually make sure there's food in the world. So, I mean, I'm torn. Maybe one tap is butterflies and the other is whiskey. How about if it's just a randomized tap and sometimes (laughs) butterflies come out and other times whiskey? I like it. I think that's solid. Uh, final question for everyone on the podcast is what is happiness? You have answered that before, but right now, yeah, uh, in these uh, strange times, mm-hmm. what do you feel is happiness? Um, knowing that for myself, I have a safe, comfortable place to be home in, that the people near and dear to me are safe and taking care of themselves and not taking unnecessary risks, and believing slash hoping that the world as a whole will also try to do their best so that we can contain this and as few people can be affected as possible. Okay. Those are a lot of good things. <laughs> I like that a lot. No. Uh, yes. The, so, but that makes sense to be uh, concerned about the, the people in nearest uh, and dearest to you, but also it sounds like a little bit of uh, hope for people being able to come together in a crisis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we are in a good, lucky situation, and not everybody is, and so I want to be aware of everybody's needs. Yes, I think that is great. Uh, yeah, for myself, I will say uh, that, yeah, I'm, as I've said many times, I'm very, very aware that uh, we are lucky in these trying times. I was lucky before these trying times, even luckier now that I was already in the swing of working from home. Now it's a very different, very constant working at home, mm-hmm. um, and... Uh, also just wanted to say to listeners that uh, I really appreciate the support of listening uh, for people who support the Patreon. I really su- appreciate the support of the uh, the Patreon. And you and I, Sarah, are probably going to be doing a couple different episodes together. Mm-hmm. So if people do have specific uh, suggestions or requests or things that they want to hear about, uh, by all means, feel free to let us know. And I think in closing for me, I will just say that happiness is the flexibility to be an extrovert on top and an introvert on bottom. So thank you all listening (laughs) for making that possible. I'm wearing pajama pants right now. (laughs) Thank you very much. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. (sighs) Ah. <sighs>